0: praise you know this wasn't in the script today but sometimes you just have to give the right away to jesus that's what i'm talking about sometimes you just gotta lift up your hands sometimes you just gotta shout in praise sometimes you just gotta hit that key sometimes you gotta bang on that drum you just gotta go with the flow hallelujah praise be to god because when we just think about the goodness of jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In all, in all, in all, in all that he's done for us. My very soul cries out, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. I just can't help it. Sometimes when the Spirit of God enters into the place, you just have to accept it, embrace it. You just have to embrace it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I know sometimes we, we have that the program down, and we know what we need to do, and we thank God for it. We have to have some structure to, to the service, but then there's just sometimes you just have to lift your hand and say, Lord, 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 I surrender. Hallelujah. I surrender to you, Lord. I surrender. I surrender, I surrender my all, I surrender my all, I surrender my all to you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You know, just, just, just call it on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just call it on that name. There's something about the name it's something about the name hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. I'm trying TO move on I'm I'm trying 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 but it's just something about the name of Jesus It's such a sweet, it's such a sweet, sweet, sweet sensation in this room. And we thank you for the presence of the Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. Continuously to have your way. I surrender my will unto your will. Remove me right now, man. Remove me, God, and you have your way. If sometimes it's not about us, but it's only about you, Lord. It's about you, Lord. It's not about me. It's not about Robert. It's about you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord. we thank you. Good morning, Shiloh family. It is an honor and a privilege to stand on this holy ground worshiping and honoring our Lord and Savior. I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly, standing behind this sacred desk, lifting up the name of Jesus, proclaiming the gospel. So I thank you. I give honor to my bishop and first lady for allowing me to stand in his stead, allowing the Lord to use me. He could have used anyone, but he chose me. And I thank you. To the leadership of this house, I honor you. And to my family, who I love so dearly, my daughter Trafina and my son Robert, that are love of my life, that are love of my life. And to my beautiful wife, I love you, I adore you, I adore you. And to this band. And to the psalmist, thank you for ushering us in to the house of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just give me a moment. Just give me a moment. I have a word for the Lord. But sometimes the Holy Spirit just overtakes you. It just overtakes you. It just overtakes you. So again, good morning, my Shiloh family and friends. I miss you, I love you, and I can't wait to wrap my arms around you once again. This is only a season, and it's a season that will pass. Let us enter into the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord comes from the book of James, chapter one. And I will be reading from the New Living Translation. For my focal points this morning will be coming from verses 2 through Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, sometimes when the Holy Spirit comes and has his way, the enemy is also there. How many know that the enemy is also there? But if I could have a little more volume here, we could get moving forward. And our scripture reads as this, dear brother and sister, sisters, when trouble of any kind comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know when your faith is tested Your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time and this opportunity. We thank you, Lord, for releasing your Holy Spirit in this place. Oh, Father, I ask right now that you hide me behind the cross, continually use me, Lord, not for flame, glory, or reputation, just as a servant of the most high living God. Oh, Father, I ask and pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Over several months, our bishop has taught a Bible, Bible study series from the theme, Living Faith in Stressful Times. During these Bible study teaching, I for one found that my intellect had been challenged in identifying the faith that is required during these unprecedented times. But yet, and still, many of us are unsure if it would be enough to make it through these times that we are faced with. You see, as a Christian, it's not suitable to understand how faith impacts our lives living as Christians. It is what we do when we are affected by the life challenges. With that in mind this morning, Shiloh family, I would like to talk from the sermon title, Trust the Process. Trust the process. If I was to take a moment and pause here and pose the question, is life hard? Is life hard? What do you think about life? Is it hard? I'm sure many of us would answer, yes, Elder, absolutely, life is hard. Just watching current events, dealing with our own personal vicissitudes of life, During these tumultuous times, trusting in the process might be a hard concept for one to grasp. You might have heard me say this before. There are times in our lives when we are bound to pass through some tough times, putting our emphasis on passing through and not realizing the situation never lasts. As you're aware, it's been over two years and yet we are still faced with this COVID pandemic. It has impacted our economy, caused a rise in individual mental instability, increased in domestic violence. We're struggling with the loss of loved ones, sickness. We're faced with loss of jobs, not being able to attend worship service, If these are not tough times, then somebody tell me what is. I can keep going on and on and on and on until I reach something that has individually impacted you so that you can identify these tough times. Shiloh family, it's here that I suggest that we have to be tenacious enough that we will make it through. We are going to make it through. That is why I came to you this morning and wanted us to focus on the solution and not the situation. Give your situation a break. I'm gonna say that again. Focus on the solution and give your situation a break. Someone should type that in the, in the comment section. Solution, solution, Solution. Focus on it. But however, someone type situation, you're on a break, situation, you're on a break. We're going to give that, that, that situation a break. We're going to take a break from those life challenges. We're going to take a break from all those troubles. We're going to take a break from these times. We're going to put our situation on a break. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Situation, you're on a break. You're on a break, you're on a break. My, my, my wife and I, you know, we, we, we like to joke around a lot in the house. We have this humorous conversation when we're doing our household chores. As I have mentioned this before, if we're cleaning, preparing dinner, you know, uh, mopping the floor, vacuuming a room, moving things around, whatever it might be, we do understand that we operate differently when it comes to those responsibilities. My lovely wife, On the other hand, as an individual has no problem with putting something in the oven, going to do a little homework, coming back and maybe cleaning a room here, that's just who she is. Make sure of it, she writes out her agenda. She she, she has her agenda, she writes it down, and and, and now she even uses her her, her, her tablet, her, her iPad, and types it out. But that, that's her agenda. But don't get me wrong, but don't get me wrong. She's not a woman of all work and no play. She puts some quality time for us in that agenda too, you know what I'm saying? She, she puts that time there as well. But she, but she has her agenda, she has her agenda. She writes it all out and then she says, "'Honey, take a look at this.' I see that page is completely full. I start looking at it my heart stopped pounding. I immediately become overwhelmed because I'm like, girl, what are you doing? What are you doing? Just the thought of me seeing it. We have all these accomplishments that we need to get done today. It brings anxiety to me. My first reaction is to say, honey girl, I gotta slow this down a little bit, gotta slow it down. Give me one thing at a time, and I'm good. I I can follow you there. Me, on the other hand, I'm a structured individual. I'm driven by one or two tasks at a time. I do that task, I do this task, and then I go sit down, take me a break. (laughs) You hear what I'm saying, bro? Take a break. I, I need those breaks. She looks at me and say, honey, what you doing? I said, taking my break? <laughs> she shakes her head, looks at me again, and say, taking a break? Taking a break? I said, yeah, taking a break. She has become a custom of me taking my breaks now. When she plans her agenda, she writes it all down, and then she put, take a break. I'm telling you, that's the kind of wife that I have. That's the kind of wife I love. She recognized the fact that we do not operate the same. She recognized the fact that she could go from one, two, three, four. It's not that I can't do it, it's that I need my break. What my wife has come to understand is the fact, in a humorous way, that I take my break in an effort to regroup for the next task. Because while I'm breaking, I'm also processing on what I need to get to next. I'm gonna say that again. While I'm on my break, I'm having a process that is going through my mind that I have to tackle the next task. Simple to me. Shiloh. Shiloh family, I suggest this morning that we regroup. That's the time when we're taking that break, that you use that time to regroup. Take a break from life challenges and focus on the solution, understanding that we must trust the process because difficult times don't last. With that in mind, I believe it gives us a good example on how to accomplish those goals and understanding, trusting the process knowing adversity won't last. <clears throat> it is my belief that the text gives us an easy way of understanding tough times are meant for God to teach us life lessons when we drift away from focusing on our situation, not our future. and taking a deeper look at the history of the text, I found that many commentaries suggest that James is writing a letter known as the epistle to the early Christian church known as the 12 tribes. Composed of persecuted Jew, Jewish Christians scattered throughout Palestine. These were Jews being persecuted for following the teachings of Jesus. Suggesting that the letter was written in order to encourage the reader to live consistently consistently with what they had learned in Christ. Let's say it this way, Shiloh family. We should live consistently with what we have learned in Christ through our reading, hearing, studying the word of God, attending worship service, and holding on to our faith maturing in Christ. We need that through, the, through these tough times. We have to hold on to it. James lets us know that there's a process that is done, first and foremost, by living our lives in faith. As Christians, not what we're going through. Continue to live there. Shiloh, his very important message today, We must live our lives trusting in the word of God, not the troubles we're faced with in our lives, while knowing we must be able to endure the process. Many of you know that I am a two-time U.S. Army combat veteran. I enlisted in the military at age 17. I wasn't old enough to go in on my own, my mother had to sign for me to go in. <clears throat> By the time I graduated from high school, I graduated in June, and then I left for boot camp. 13 weeks thirteen weeks of rigorous training. I get to the reception station, and they immediately take everything from us, our clothes, my mother packed a nice suitcase for me. And they opened up this door and threw it in the room. So I'm looking at my luggage go in the room with all this other luggage. And they said, you'll get it at the end. I was like, I don't know how we're gonna do that, but okay. They put us in the room, cut our hair, changed us in uniform, gave us a duffel bag full of gear. Duffel bag <clears throat> probably weighed about 80 some odd pounds. Throw it on your back, load you on this truck, that's called a cattle truck. Now you go to where your unit's going to be. You're met by these drill instructors. Round brown hats, yelling and screaming at you. You're scared, and they're telling you you have five minutes to get off their truck, and four of them are already gone. So now, thank you brother Solomon. So now you got these guys in these round brown hats yelling at you, telling you got one minute to get through this little door and it's about 20 of you on this this truck. So anyway, moving forward. We get off the truck, we line up. So now they're dividing you by platoons. They call your name off, you go over there and that's where you are now part of that platoon. So Martin, which I thought I heard, duffel bag on my back, ran over there, stand there, watching them yell at other individuals. So now I'm like, thank God they're not yelling and screaming at me. So now I hear Robert Martin. I'm like, oh Lord, I'm in the wrong platoon. So I said, maybe if I stand here, they'll just move on to the next name. Robert Martin. Robert Martin. Guess they're not moving on. So I run over there and I caught their attention. Immediately, all of these drill sergeants now surrounded me. They started yelling at me. I was about to cry. You don't know your name, boy. What is your name, boy? Robert Martin. So why didn't you move when we called you, boy? Yes. Yes, who, do I look like your mother? Do I look like your father? Yes, drill sergeant. Where you from? New York. Why did I say that? You're one of those New York slicksters. We got a trick for you. Get down to the ground, stop pushing my ground, eating my pavement. And then now, I'm on the ground with a duffel bag on my back. Pushing, pushing, pushing. I get up, I move. So I got a plan now. I said I'm gonna call my mama. She gonna give me some money and I'm getting out of this place. I called my mother that night. Fast forward, she didn't get me out of there. Although it hurt my mother to say no, she realized it was only a process. The process was designed to break me down and build me back up. My mother knew that at the end, I would come out much stronger. You see, I did not Get it until about months into the training that God had a bigger plan. Many of you watching this morning know that we serve a God who has a bigger plan for our lives. He will see you through the process no matter what. We serve a God who is the great I am, who is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, and will stand with us closer than a brother. That's the type of God we serve. Just knowing that, we could close right there, knowing the God that we serve. But we're gonna move along, we're gonna move along. God has a few pointers in the text that he wants us to help us through to identify and how we trust the process. I would like to leave you with three points this morning. The first point of how we trust the process we must embrace our trust, embrace our trust. Embracing our trust is the entity that we rely on in times of trouble. Ultimately, for Christian, it's our faith. In other words, we must embrace our faith. Psalms 46 and 10 puts it this way, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nation. If we were able to look at the close text closely, we would discover James is letting us know in verse two. Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble of any kind comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I can only imagine right now, some of you watching at home, you probably are saying, hold on, Elder. You telling us that we must consider trouble an opportunity for joy? Not just joy, but great joy. And and I respond back to you, yes, that's what I'm saying. It's not what the preacher is suggesting. It's what the word is telling us to do. Let's work this scripture a little bit more and see how we embrace it. As we can all attest to, the church has been through trials, both individual and collectively, as a body. We opened our doors, and we were allowed to attend worship service with some restrictions. But yet we had to reinstate safety precaution by going back online worship service. Although most of us don't care for this, but as a church body, we have become prepared to expect it knowing what's all going on around us. We have been uh, equipped to trust the process, knowing that that it's only a matter of time before we are able to be back into worship service again, hugging, greeting, and in worship with one another. The key to all of this is our faith. I came this morning to let you know that there is no substitute for a deep abiding faith. We must just hold on through the process and we will prevail in the end. Hold on. We must let our faith be in control of every decision and every action we are taking. Faith is indeed the greatest miracle working power. Faith never fails a person. We fail when we give up on our faith. Moving to point two, moving to point two. Let's look at verse three. For you know what your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. It is here we learn from Jesus that the difficult times that are experienced as Christian are ultimately helpful for this part of the process. Closely looking at the test, we notice that James has transitioned from talking about trials to talking about testing of our faith. The implication here is obvious. Trouble times is equal to testing times. God can use troubled times to test us in our faith. So hold on, hold on, your help is on its way. Point number two, endure the term. Of the process, we must endure the term. Simply means we must have endurance to make it to the end of the process. In every process, there's a beginning, a middle, and a end. Going through the process during troubled times makes it even stronger, makes you even stronger when we are prepared for the next blow life has to throw at us. Going back to my my, my military illustration, during one of my deployments, my platoon, at this time I was a platoon leader, platoon sergeant, was called to go on convoy. During that time in convoy, we were ambushed. I will tell you, my brothers and sisters, it was through that training and that vigorous time that I had at boot camp, I am able to stand before you today to make it out of that ambush, praise be to God. Endurance is nothing but more than building up your inner strength the last woman or man standing in the process. Tough times are temporary. It's a season, and by nature, seasons are meant to change. Just look at today. Yesterday, we were 65 degrees and sunny. Today, we about 30 and snowy. Persevere, my brothers and sisters. Never give up, never give up. Trust in the process. If you can recall, I had three surgeries on my hand. I'm not gonna go into it. We've already done that, you know. But the point that I want to emphasize on today is that I had to go through a stabilization stage. Then I had to go through a healing stage. And then I had to go through a therapy stage. The point is that there was a process that I had to go through, although I didn't like that process. But praise be to God, I'm able to use this hand today. I'm talking about trusting the process. Trust the process. We're going to move on for time's sake. All right, we talked about embracing our trust enduring during the term. And number three, you must have, we must have emotional toughness. Emotional toughness is what I describe as wisdom. You must have wisdom. Knowing the word of God. Emotional toughness is having thick skin, not allowing tough times or people to control us. One of the results of this pandemic we're facing is streaming online service. Many of you have been posting throughout the time already in the service. It's our chance for you to voice and be heard, but we also have social media where we interact with one another. And sometimes people seem to say mean and hateful things on it, and it bothers our spirit. But what I want to tell you is that regardless of their qualifications or what they're saying, the criticism means nothing. Stay on your game plan. It's designed to throw you off. It's designed to, to distract you. But we are talking about trusting the process. Trust that process. Most criticism will not result into any measurable negative impact beyond and gonna feel bad for the moment. But as we go through the process, you will get through that. Emotional times. Emotional toughness. Verse four says, let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, leading nothing, nothing. My shallow family, we have to trust the process. That job that you're looking for, trust the process. That child that you are praying for, trust the process. That home that you are saving for, trust the process. That loved one that you've been grieving for, trust the process. Trust the process. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on and put your hands together right there for Jesus that we're gonna trust the process oh come on come on come on we're gonna trust the process and we thank God for the word on this morning I thank God for using my husband elder Robert Martin to remind us of our faith in trusting the process that God is yet faithful and we, he will not fail us and as someone that's on the line that may have heard the word and it had pricked your heart then I'm gonna ask you to trust the process Regardless of where you're at right now, it's not probably where you used to be, but God in his infinite wisdom, in his love can hold you through this time. So if you don't know Jesus, I extend an invitation to you and ask you right where you are to give your life to Christ. You're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised the next moment. But at this time, in this hour, I can extend this invitation that you can give your life to Christ. You can send an email to the church, or you can call us, and someone will get back to you and just say, that's all you need to say, that I gave my life to Christ, that I'm gonna trust him in this hour, and he'll see you through. Oh, come on, saints, right where you are, Come on and put your hands together for Jesus and thank him for this day. And even as we thanking God for the word and thanking God for who he is, I'm going to ask you now as we give in our tithes and our offerings, this is the time that we give unto the Lord. This is also a part of our worship when we can give our tithes and our offerings unto the Lord. For those of you who continue to send in your tithes and your offerings, we wanna thank God for you because of your faithfulness and your obedience, we are able to still do ministry. And those of you who are not members of the Shiloh family, we thank you for your seed offering. We thank you for your many blessings that you continue to give us. And we thank God for it and we love you. And we ask that you continue to sow in this ministry because you are sowing in good soil. And we praise God that you shall reap more than you have sown. And we bless God for you. So as you've given your tithes, as you've already seen in your offerings, that the way that we give is through Giveify Cash App, or you can mail it in. But let me just write where you are as you've given up your tithes and offerings. Let me just pray over it. Father, we just bless you and thank you. For every giver, we ask your blessings to be upon them. Bless every household and let them have more than enough to put in store. We thank you even for those who are given out of their sacrifice. We ask God that you would increase, that they would have no lack. And We just bless you and honor you and we lift these gifts up unto you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, saints, we had a wonderful time in service a wonderful time honoring our Lord and our God. And before we get out of here, I'm just gonna have two quick announcements. I just wanna invite you on Tuesday for Black History. We have a very special program for you and we want you to be a part of it. Some of you may have known when we had before a couple of years ago, Mr. Kevin Johnson, he, he, had, he was with us and he's the one that go around, he's known all around the state for depicting civil rights, African American civil rights soldiers. And he will be with us on Tuesday. And we want you to make sure that you're with us and you're a part of that. And then afterwards, then we will join him for a live QA. But we want you to join us and be a part of that. And then also join us on Wednesday in our community prayer where we come together and pray right on the prayer call. So please join us on Wednesday. And then I'm gonna ask you to lift one another up in prayer, to pray for one another. But then we also wanna lift up our bishop in prayer. He told you last week that he had a procedure to do on Monday and we give God praise that the procedure went well and our bishop is healing. We know anytime you have any type of procedure done, as my husband already has stated, you gotta go through a process. And that part of that process is his healing. But the way that he can heal a lot quicker if we continue to pray for him. Oh, come on, somebody put right there in the comments that we're gonna continue to pray and continue to lift up our bishop. But I'm also gonna ask you to pray and lift up our first lady. Uh, She need our prayers because she's taking care of our bishop. And we want you to undergird her in prayer and pray for her strength as well then lift up the entire family so Saints as we preparing to get out of here because one thing my husband did say as he was preaching so I just want y'all to know and be thinking about me on today because when I get home you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna take a break so I leave the list alone but I love you all with the love of the Lord and you do the same on today while we are out with the weather and the snow that is falling. Take it and use this opportunity to rest yourself and continue to praise our Lord and give thanks to our God. Oh, come on. Oh, come on band, let's take us out of here. Oh, come on, right where you are, just just begin to uh, clap your hands right there. Oh, come on and put it in, put it in the comments, and just start clapping right where you're at right now. Ho oh, oh, ho oh, oh, ho oh. ho ho! That's right there. Just praise him. Let's praise him right out here. Hallelujah. Oh God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we just bless you and we just thank you for this time that we have shared together. We ask your continue blessings to be upon us. We thank you, Lord, that all that you have done, but we praise you for what you're about to do. And even as we leave out this place and wherever we may be on today, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace and we thank you for your mercies. And now we ask, Lord God, that you continue to bless us. And we leave you and say, as our bishop would say, Shalom. Now go in peace and may the peace of God let him go with you. Oh, come on, saints. Let's praise him.